0: Good evening, beautiful people. Happy Friday night. I guess this is going to be the second holiday weekend I spend with you since all this fun stuff, huh? We had Easter and now we have Memorial Day. It looks like people are starting to do things, though. And depending on where you are in the world or the country, things are opening up. I was just on a call a little while ago with some folks from Florida, somewhere else, But restaurants are like 25 and 50% open. And I I tell you, I kind of miss eating out, but I will survive. (laughs) All right, we're going to continue with symptoms leading to a relapse. And tonight's is pretty, not something I would have thought of making this list, but use of mood altering chemicals. You may feel the need to ease things with a pill and your doctor may go along with you. You may never have had a problem with alcohol or chemicals, but you can easily lose abstinence starting this way. About the most subtle way to have a relapse. Remember, you'll be cheating. The reverse of this is true for alcoholics or drug-dependent persons who start to compulsively gamble. So it's saying that, you know, it could go either way. And I'm going to tell you a story about um, someone I know who was at a bar and at the bar there was slot machines, gaming machines, and he was drinking and when he was drinking he was telling me how people there were coming up to him for money and stuff and you know he was annoyed by by that in a bar with gaming machines just to be clear and um it, he was he was actually upset with me because i didn't coach him along a little better about it and i had i had found the video recently with this conversation and <laughs> i said to him not that night of course are you kidding me like, first of all, own your shit, right? Like, if you're drinking, just don't even put yourself in that situation. And again, the gaming machines were in the bar. I get it, but you're putting yourself at risk, in my opinion, anyway. um, So it was like, well, it did, I guess you wanted me to feel sorry for him, which I didn't. And my response was, I know that I couldn't drink and walk into the casino bus behind me and do you know th- that's not a good choice I wouldn't be successful at that or even if I was successful it wouldn't be worth the risk of not being successful when we're when we're using drugs or drinking or mind-altering things we're not we're not in the right state of mind to make good decisions. They're they're sweet. I mean, if if you've had any experience with drinking or drugs, I'm sure you can relate to that. We don't make good decisions when we're gambling, and that's not even drinking or drugging. So I don't know that with us working off this card and we've talked about a lot of these things almost being indicators I mean, this is the phone card. It calls it symptoms leading to relapse. I don't know that every symptom turns into someone betting, obviously. But I don't know. They could be good indicators, you know, for family members or people on the outside looking in. But I think, and I I guess... I guess because I didn't mix drinking with gambling too often. I did, you know, in the back room bar um Texas Hold 'em circuit um and if I was at the the casinos like when I lived in Connecticut, we were an hour and a half away. So if we were spending the night, you know, free drinks, I would do then. But generally I had to drive home that long way, so I wouldn't I wouldn't gamble and drink as a general rule and i guess that's because gambling was my first my first love anyway i wanted to be as engaged with the gambling as possible so i don't, yeah so i don't know that like if drinking this is the extreme stuff right this is for for the true full-blown addicts i suppose cuz i don't think a normal drinker would you know, like become a gambling addict because they were drinking. Or if you were someone in recovery from gambling, you know, would you be partying or or going? I don't know. The more I'm like, just even as I'm talking to you, I wonder how that would work. I would imagine that, you know, drugs definitely... Well, alcohol's a drug. You see how I'm just going in circles here? (laughs) I'm talking through this with you. I can see how it would be easy, but I don't think... Oh, I know what my point was. I don't think that it would be an indicator that a relapse was coming if you were someone on the outside looking in. Like, I drank all the way up until five months ago, right? So when I was drinking, it didn't mean that I was going to go back out and bet. And, and I'm pretty sure that if any you asked anybody in my circle of life, you know, oh, well, if Bobby's drinking, does that mean she's going to go gamble again? For me, it didn't work that way. And that was that was the point I was driving home. Now, is it possible that because a gambler gives up gambling, that maybe they use mind-altering drugs more often, their usage goes up, I would imagine that that's probably very possible. Very possible. And, And that was when I talk about my New Year's resolution in 2019 being I couldn't, my rule to myself was to not use alcohol as a coping mechanism. And I think I did some trading off, which is why I wanted to make that point. And as I, you know, as I learned about things, I wanted to make sure that that wasn't the case. Oh, I had a bad day at work. I used to go to the casino. I didn't want it to be I had a bad day at work. I went to the bar, you know, or, oh, I got into a disagreement with this person or that person. Or maybe people go through breakups, whatever, um, whatever that stressor is that makes them want to cope or need to cope and And numb and escape and forget what the stressor is or the issue. I can see trading them off, but i I don't necessarily for me seeing that one leads to the other unless you're in a very vulnerable position. So that's my take on that, and again, everybody's different. You know there's a I've seen an enormous amount of people at casinos drinking. And I used to, this is so sick, but my thing was, so when I moved to New York, you had to pay for alcohol. This was the other thing. In Connecticut, the drinks were free, so it'd be different, but I had too long of a ride home. But here in New York, you had to pay for drinks at the casino, which growing up in the environment in Connecticut, first of all, I thought that was ridiculous. Second of all, I would be damned if I was going to give up my gambling money for alcohol. Like that was the most ridiculous thing in the world to me um which is ridiculous to say right now that i felt that way so that's my take on that uh we have uh four more of these left so we'll probably get through them you know i don't know what's going to happen the weekend as far as you know what's on my mind you you guys See that I just kind of go with the flow and I appreciate that working for you. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be listening if that didn't work for you. I'm just just a person going through life trying to not bet and, you know, be a decent human being. So I'm taking you along for the ride. The good, the bad, the ugly, as as you've seen. <laughs> so... Um, I'm staying close to home for the weekend. I did reach out to my sister today. I was hoping to maybe bounce over to Vermont and hang out with her, but she's working. You know, I thought maybe for the day or whatever, but I got a couple webinars to go to. There's a lot, a lot going on. It's funny. I have the ability now to go outside the house, say for holiday weekend, and I'm still not going to take advantage of it because my priorities are just on the things that I'm working on, these classes and and stuff that's going on, and that's okay. But if the weather's nice, I'll get out there and, you know, hopefully do some biking. We did go, so I'm going to tell you, there's that premise in the, the law of attraction that, and even I've heard other business people even teach this, but you make a vision board and... You put the things that, you know, you want to come to you, essentially, on it. And when I went for a ride last weekend, I found the most beautiful house. Like, I actually didn't even realize it was a house. It's, um, I I looked at it, and I thought it was a business, and I was going to go in and see if I could find a spot to meditate because there's this little pond outside, and this house was beautiful. And you have to understand, if you can't tell by the sirens going by my flipping apartment so often— I'm not a house girl like that's a bone of contention. It was with my husband. It was with my last guy. I don't care about a stupid house like that was my mentality. I don't care about a yard. And we were talking about this at work, you know, with a vendor yesterday. I'm like, yeah, we're selling tons of flowers. I said I did not realize that guys get so like that. All guys got jacked up about how their grass is cut. And, and that's, you know, hey, it's a good thing if you're into it. I didn't realize it was a keep up with the Joneses thing. And just people are pretty passionate about their yards. And I never really wanted a house because when you have a house, things break or you're ultimately responsible. I don't know. It was like a commitment thing. And if I did live somewhere, I wanted it to be brand new. Like this apartment was brand new when I moved into it. Not that I've always lived in brand new. But I like the whole things not breaking. I like the i don't like like the wood and the yellow walls and all that weird stuff but so I'm pretty I'm simple but fussy that way and it's like I said most of the men that have ever been in my life are like I want houses and it's just not my it's not my jam however this house just totally I thought was beautiful and we rode up today to um, I wanted to show show my friend. I was like, "You want to see my vision board house?" And he's like, "What are you, you going to buy this? What are you going to do?" I was like, "I don't know, but I want this house. Ideally, I want it in Kansas City instead of upstate New York, but it's it's beautiful." And I w- <laughs> I said to him, "He goes, well, who's going to do the yard?" And da, da 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 da. And I was like, "Well." I'm not going to do the yard, and if I could have a house like this, if I could ever afford a house like this, I better have enough money to pay for someone to deal with the upkeep inside and outside. So anyway, that was this morning. That's my feeling in houses, not that you asked. But it's um, I actually would like a little mini house or a trailer or an RV. That's what I was telling my girlfriend. I was like, maybe I'll buy an RV to live in. That would be really freaking cool. That's the ex-truck driver in me coming out, I guess. I don't, I don't really need a whole lot of space. I mean, right now, while I'm in creative mode, I do. The room that I podcast in is covered in paper. Like, you could barely see the walls with all the stuff that I've been downloading onto poster boards and whiteboards and you name it. But that's my, that's my scoop. I hope you guys have a great...